Hey guys, I'm Rob McZaw, better known as Rob McCallum, and I'm joined by my friend, colleague, and fellow funny man, Jay Bartlett, and this is the Jay and Rob Toy Show. Let's get right to it with this episode and start with an icebreaker. Now, Jay, you never know what I'm going to ask with these icebreakers, of course, No, it's a good way just to get things going. So, Christmas is around the corner, and I thought we could talk about what three toys stand out from Christmas morning's past for you. So if you had to think back, all the Christmases you had growing up or recently, what three toys have you gotten at Christmas that are like the the ones that jump to mind for whatever reason? Uh, I'll tell you if you're wrong. I, I thought you were alluding to uh, you were going to get me something. What did I want for Christmas this year? I was like, that's really nice of him. Jeez, like he's planning ahead. You know, you know, you're right now no. on the naughty list. <laughs> Maybe if yeah. you're a nice boy, old Papa Macaloo Claus will get you a little dolly in your stocking. There's no chance of me being a good boy. Okay. Um, the Death Star, Kenner Death Star. I'm pretty sure that was for Christmas. I just remember the, the box, uh, like an action figure adventure. I was so taken back by the size of the box. Hey, and how it was no vertical. spoilers. No spoilers. Look at you, spoilers already. The show isn't out yet. You're talking about stuff that's coming. Just stick to the memories, okay? Stick well, to the memories. They know, they know that there's going to be the Death Star in the damn show, for God's sake. Anyways. Okay. Uh, Fortress of Fangs. They're all play sets. Right off mm. the top of my head, Fortress of Fangs, 100%. I didn't know anything about Dungeons and Dragons apart from I didn't understand what the hell it was. And the cartoon had nothing to do with toys. But those figures rock. And then the third would be the WWF wrestling ring with just whatever wave they were on. It must have been the first wave. Uh, every single guy, every single wrestler. Wow. I those still three. remember in your, in your bedroom growing up, the pegboard that you had with the wrestler, wrestlers hanging on it. I, we can't see, but I'm, I'm, is it over there? I remember it was uh, against it, that wall just, that you're pointing at. I'm pointing to the wall right now. Yeah, where it was. And yeah, uh, before that, the uh, 12-inch Star Wars figures hung there. Yeah, And then it was they got replaced by the wrestlers. Yeah. I remember that very distinctively, for sure. Uh, My three toys that I can think of, uh, Michelangelo would have been probably 88. He was the only turtle I didn't have up to that point. And I remember opening all my gifts and... Being kind of disappointed thinking, well, Santa, I thought for sure would have filled that missing gap. But I guess <laughs> I'm going to have to get Mikey on my own somehow or the next time I go to the store. And then I turned over from from our in our basement where a Christmas tree was. And I turned over and on the bookshelf that kind of sits beside the stairs, he was sitting there unwrapped, but he was just sitting there. And I don't remember when it appeared or how it appeared, but it was like a Christmas miracle because suddenly it was there. I'm like, oh, my God, I got Michelangelo now. So that that was there. I was going to say that sounds like your grandparents did a, a Christmas story moment where you were kind of done. And then they're like, wait, that's funny. There's something else over there. You're like, what? That happened. Maybe, once or with or maybe they forgot to wrap it. I don't know. <laughs> well, I, I don't know. I just know it was there. I like to think that Santa came down and like magically like materialized, you know, when I turned around, they did give me a, a Christmas story moment one time where I didn't really get any big gifts and usually I got like one kind of like marquee gift every year. And mm. I, oh, and I, and I remember at the bottom of my stocking, there was like this little box that was left and I was like, okay, well, you know, it was a good Christmas. I never really said too much. And inside was a key. 
and I had to find what the key opened. And it was oh, to, like my, cool. my grandpa's truck outside and I opened it and there was like a new TV there. There's like a 32 wow. inch TV, which was an upgrade for my black and white 12 inch TV. So now I had like a TV for my room and I was like, you know, like nine years old or something. So it was a really, really big deal. To, that, to have that's that really cool. On the treasure hunt. Uh, other figures that stand out for, for Christmas are Storm, Toy Biz Storm. Uh, for whatever wow, reason, I never had her. And I really liked how she had like almost like a very like lightning bolt shaped like body there she was like all black her, i think her chest lit up when you push the thing on the button the button on the Probably, back yeah. the toy biz x-men figures were always about the lights for whatever reason cyclops had the light and the visor and i didn't really love the play features too much and then one thing that i got again from my grandparents years later probably like 2003 was the the palisades muppet swedish chef kitchen play set was that McFarland? No, what Palisades. It's Palisades oh, okay. or Palisades or however you want to say it. But that was wow. when they were still selling them at EB, remember? Yeah, that's they why had the... I, thought, I thought about that because that was in yeah. the late 90s yeah. when they started carrying the Star Wars and the McFarland stuff. Yeah, that's my, cool, man. My grandparents yeah. had went to Florida for like uh, their yearly trip that they tried to go on it in the fall and they had brought this back from Disney World for me. So they bought this giant place and carried it around Disney world and brought it back and gave it to me for Christmas. I think it's the last toy that they ever gave me thinking about it. Right now. Here's a, Oh, that's a good one. What's the last toy you ever received from your parents? Yeah. <laughs> Just kind of going on that EB topic when we used to buy figures there. Do you remember? I think, I think the it was roach? something you bought. Yeah. Yeah. You bought, it was a Muppet place. No, sure I didn't it buy it because, because of this. And it was the, it was the uh, Muppet labs play set with Bunsen and yeah. Beaker. So, so we were in EB and we saw this play set. It was really cool and you really wanted it. And it just didn't look right. Remember you shook it and there was actually a dead cockroach, which where we live, there's no cockroaches. At least I've never seen one around here, but um, it was painted gold. Remember? So it had like, they left it in there basically at the factory. So they saw it and were like, eh, just paint over it. And they shipped it off anyway. It was so disgusting, man. It was, I, and I remember thinking, oh, this one, because sometimes you get a toy and the accessory is loose, like the weapon or the gun or whatever is, it'll like be in the figure rattling around. You kind of don't want that one because you want it to display unless you're going to open it. And this, I remember looking at it shaking. I'm like, what is that? And we both looked into it like, oh my God, it was easily two to three inches Ugh. big and just like Ugh. shellacked in gold paint at some point and it just was stuck in there and i think i think we contemplated well, sh should we get it maybe we can just take this thing out but i think we were both just so grossed out and Pretty like, gross you can out. never you, you could wash that thing you wash that playset, and you would never be able to get that feeling of that roach off on it so yeah we left it there filthy uh, but that's yeah. a good segue to our first topic which is playsets. now I, I should probably back up because we we just started doing the show it literally came about yesterday when we're talking and we're going to record a bunch this week and, and space them out over time we're getting ready for the big series world premiere action figure adventure uh, and so we just thought, you know, we wish we should talk about toys because oddly enough, the one thing that we didn't get to do while making the series or that's even present in the series was really talk about toys because it's focusing on you and your adventure and everybody else we talked to and what they thought. And we never got to talk about toys in any capacity. So to kind of lead up to the to the big world premiere and probably a little bit onwards, we thought, oh, we should probably just do some toy talk. Yeah, despite my my constantly trying to get you in front of the camera. 
you told me multiple times, Jay, I got to direct this thing. I would love to be in front of the camera, but I can't do it because we need this shot this way, blah, 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 technical, this and that. So I get it. But yeah, we, I think even on the, the long car rides to the different shops and wherever else we were going, we talked a bit, but um, a lot of the crew aren't into collecting. So as much as you and I like to talk about, what we love to talk about, we wanted to keep everyone included. So we did the noise game, we talked music and a bunch of things, but yeah. So here we are now. And I don't know how many episodes are going to be of the, the Jay and Rob toy show or how long it's going to last or what the frequency is going to be. We're just here for now. So hopefully you're loving this. <laughs> and if not, well, we won't be here forever. <laughs> it's 2020. Who knows what's going to happen tomorrow? Man. Who knows Nobody what's going to happen? It's a wild know. and crazy year, folks. We don't know. <laughs> 2020. We're, we're good for right now. November the 9th. We're okay. Oh, now, right now you've just dated all... the show. Look at you now. Somebody can't watch this in like January and feel good about themselves. Way to go, Jay. 2020 strikes again. <laughs> ought to be 2021 and i love how everyone thinks when that clock strikes it's 2021 way better you just get me to january one man that's all i need you get me past new year's hey yeah. life is good oh that number that number that we made up as human beings that's gonna put this pandemic right where it belongs right in its place i'm just but saying anyway. if you put it out there the universe will do nothing <laughs> So here's our okay. First. So we're here now. We're yeah. going to talk about play sets. So talk about play sets. Go. Well, two two new things in, in toys, and you know we're going to be talking vintage, current, everything in between. Uh, two new things about toys and play sets is for Star Wars. We we got the Hoth or not the Hoth thing, the carbon freeze chamber from Empire. Yeah. And we got the Tantive Four, a hallway, <laughs> right? We got a hallway as a play set. What do you think of these two things? We got a hallway as a playset, and the first one you mentioned is um, like steps. a platform. Yeah, steps. steps. Yeah. Um, what are your thoughts now, on these? Because these were announced a while ago, and the carbon freeze chamber is out now. I've I've seen it. I've actually played with it, put it together. Um, so my first thing, uh, I'm and I'm going to try away with your excitement already. I'm blown away with how excited you are. I got to say, I don't have either. I, I will not plan on getting either, even if that... Uh, now, what I say is in Canadian dollars, everybody. So I think it's $79 for that. For the carbon um, freeze chamber. For the carbon freeze chamber. And the box is beautiful. It's done in the classic Star Wars Kenner vintage collection with the Racing Stripe logo, blah, blah, blah. It looks great, man. Um, it's all figure photography. That's all it is because they have the colors of cloud city in the back so it looks like you know you're in cloud city but when you take this thing out of the box you're not in cloud city it's literally half of the platform that Han gets lowered into and it is one set of steps and a little platform on top where i guess vader would appear to luke so you really have to get two of these things and even at that it's it's almost just like a diorama there's not much play features to it there, there's no play features to it now, I thought the value would have been increased by including something as simple as a cardboard backdrop and a floor for this thing to sit on and have behind it, because it is very diorama-esque, you're right, and I think that's good enough for me, but it feels so naked when it's taking out of, you know, the context of the shot that you see on the, on the box and the way that it's been marketed, because it's yeah. just going to be like your wall or your shelf or whatever. It needs to have that surrounding ambiance and the way that the the 95 series had the 
the the cantina right it was basically a cardboard backdrop and even cardboard bar top that folded out to put your figures around but that thing was wicked like it was and i'm really saying a little bit of cardboard goes a long way and i think it would yes. really help this and um i almost called them kenner um hasbro is not uh they, they still do that there was two uh solo play sets that came out when the solo movie came out that were all cardboard with a little bit of plastic so it's not like they don't do that anymore uh the gi joe 25th anniversary collection had the cobra base the cardboard cobra base um so they still do that i agree with you um what really gets me is the fact that on the picture they have all the characters from that classic scene in empire and you can literally get none of them anywhere <clears throat> yeah so it comes with an exclusive stormtrooper that has the card back yeah. Um, for the vintage style with the, you know, the golden light in the back from the carbonite chamber, but the other figures you can't get. Uh, so I yeah. don't really understand what this is supposed to be. I'm really confused. Yeah. It, it almost doesn't feel like it's a star Wars playset. It just feels like some sci-fi steps and like scaffolding yeah. or construction. I looked at it as a, as a potential thing for us to, to use for when, you know, we do figure shooting and stuff, but I couldn't quite, wrap my head around any multi-purpose use of this it wasn't quite star wars enough because there wasn't a backdrop didn't really fit with other stuff logically the first thing that comes to your head and be honest here what figure do you think should have come with the carbonite playset probably boba fett or something right because he carries or or han and carbonite yeah, yes, that makes sense. Yeah, or at least right? a, a carbonite version of Han, like yeah. stuck in carbonite. Yeah. Um, so, and I'm trying not to be negative, but I, I have had some time with this uh, playset, and it's very flimsy. So, to use it for what you wanted to would be impossible for anything but 3.75s because it would it would just collapse. Fantastic. I um, love and the now play you, value. You expressed interest in the next one, the Team of Four uh, yeah. Corridor, which is. I mean, it's been in multiple Star Wars, but I think this one in particular is supposed to replicate the end of uh, Rogue One. That's what I think it's for. Um, now, this one's strange, man. You talk about this one because you're all over this one. You were at least. I think you it's cool because it. there's at least like three walls to it, right? So like you can look yeah. at it and actually have a backdrop for your figures to sit on. I also like how you can connect multiple hallways so you could have like a square if you wanted to for whatever reason you yeah know, so you could kind of set up the whole trench run I, I feel like that is something that you and i as kids would have played like a gauntlet we would have had guys try to go through each of the different doors and see if they could get level to level from a from a play point of view but i mean i i, I keep looking at it and i just there's not enough to pull me in there just isn't no. quite enough there but i do think it's better than the carbon freeze chamber I agree because there, I mean, the background is what the playset is. You get that concrete wall, right? And the floor. Um, and I, I don't remember if it comes with the figure or not. I would hope that it would come with something, but um, you're going to need four of these or at least three at the very minimum. And I think they're 50 bucks each. Mm. Um, so it reminds me, uh, going back to the carbonite chamber, it reminds me of uh, NECA's street diorama that they made. It's just a generic street diorama you can use for superheroes or turtles or whatever you want. Yep. That's what that carbonite chamber reminds me of. You hit it on the head. It's like a generic sci-fi area. Yeah. Um, and the, it's it's really the price of these things that's really getting me. Like this 80 bucks for half of the carbonite chamber. I can't do that. That's crazy. 
you can get a really nice vintage piece for 80 bucks. You can get some really awesome dioramas out there that are full, that have backdrops, that come with accessories, yeah. that have textures, you know, for 80 to to $100 and to have the full kit for 100 bucks. you know, USD, I can justify versus that. And I, I've bought a few. I haven't put them together yet. But when we get back to shooting, we need cutaways. Yeah. We're going to have some of that stuff to play with. That's awesome. And um, I don't want it to come across like we don't like Hasbro because I, I love Hasbro. Clearly, they are the greatest toy company that's ever been out there. They've been around forever. Oh, well, um, that's a whole nother topic, man. That is a whole other topic. Right. But, but what I'm saying, what I'm saying is they either, in my opinion, they either hit a home run. And it's like, oh, my God, that's amazing. Like the Razor Crest. Or they just do this thing that doesn't make sense. And another example would be. Uh, do you know what the Imperial Troop Transporter is? Do you know what it, if I say that? Do you yeah, know what yeah, that yeah. Is? the Mandalorian one. It's basically been reissued, right. like the Battle Bones right. from Masters. Exactly. So they brought this out, branded it Mandalorian. Um, and at present time, there's precisely two figures. There's Din and there's Cara Dune. What's supposed to go in this thing and how are you supposed to play with it? Like it doesn't, it just doesn't make sense. Is it, doesn't it, it almost, come with a, a Stormtrooper though? And doesn't the it AT, does, yeah. and the ATST yeah. has the ATST driver as well, so you could put him in the troop transport. Yeah, he comes with that villager guy, which is really cool because you can't get him anywhere else. That's cool. Um, but the troop transport is another one of those things I scratch my head, and it's like, really? I mean, you're really buying this to just put it on your shelf and displaying it. I mean, clearly none I, of I, us plays with this stuff anymore. But. We're gonna, I'm sure, at some at some point, talk about Mandalorian as I'm trying to figure out what we can talk about in other episodes. I looked sure. at the the troop transfer. I'm like, oh, this is really cool, but I don't have enough Star Wars figures, Mandalorian or not, to ever justify that. And of course, you want that full because that is that's the selling feature you want to be able to transport your troops it's a great buying gimmick or ad gimmick from the toy company like well you can't have this and have it empty you need to stock it with your guys but and that's the thing where i'm scratching my head because the the exact characters you need to put in that vehicle do not exist currently so you can go on ebay and get stormtroopers from years past sure but right now currently you cannot you cannot get a stormtrooper uh, they put it with the Bespin set. They put it with that troop transport set. And that troop transport presently is 99 Canadian dollars. So you're telling me, okay, it fits eight. You're buying eight of the, like, it doesn't make sense. Doesn't add doesn't up. Doesn't, doesn't just math. And I love play sets. I've told you before, my favorite thing about collecting action figures and action figure culture are the play sets, are the worlds. I do really like the Tantafor and I do like the Carbon Freeze Chamber. It's They're not mm. enough individually for me to get pulled in, especially as what I would say is I'm a non-Star Wars collector. So it's really interesting to hear your take on it as someone who actively collects multiple lines of Star Wars, both three and yeah. three quarter and the six inch black series and vintage. Um, but I, I think it's cool and worth highlighting because we don't get a lot of play sets nowadays. It's just, it's such an afterthought and only a few of the big lines can really afford to do it with the fan base, which brings me to my next point. Snake Mountain is now arriving. What have you seen from this? Do you think it delivers from the pictures? This is, of course, the uh, the capstone, if you will, to everything Masters of the Universe classics. We see a couple behind you. I think I see uh, She-Ra and Adora in package. I see Sorceress. And I can't see who's behind Sorceress. But clearly you're a fan. It looks like, I'm guessing, Queen Marlena or Orko is down there as well. Behind there, the taller one. Uh, Madame Raz and Orko, which I believe was your Orko. 
Yeah. Um, then, then I have Loki and Cowl on the bottom. Yeah, and nice I forget one. his name, but we'll save him for one of the segments we're talking about today. Sure, okay. Yeah. And you got Swiftwind back there too, which is cool. Uh, the three came in a, a lot on eBay, and oh, it you. was a lot of wow. money. But yeah. Good for you. So, Snake Mountain, have you seen the pictures? Oh. Yeah, I've seen. Um, Pixel Dan put out a video, and yeah. I believe uh, Motu Joe. Uh, his video is entitled The Biggest Unboxing Ever. I okay. didn't watch it. So I'm assuming that's what it was. Um, but I've seen lots of pics of people with smiles like as big as their head because that thing looks just incredible, man. Uh, yeah, I saw one one dude had Grayskull and then Snake Mountain beside it. And Grayskull looks like a little tiny village compared to Snake Mountain. Uh, it looks awesome. And yours is coming or has it come? hasn't come yet i mean i'm in canada so canada shipping is delayed after the u.s of course but they're estimating you know it, it should be here in a couple of weeks they hope again i don't want to date the show like my colleague here but hopefully a couple of weeks before i open the door now you're late to collecting classics i got in on it originally at launch with he-man and skeletor in 2008 he-man i think was the first one in 2008 and then 2009 what are you laughing at realfan.com slash elite all right i'm they, just saying because i started late. early I'm better than you i was there from day no because here's here's where it goes because i've sold my classics collection i sold it to help fund yeah. action figure adventure and, and other things and yeah. i sold my vintage masters collection to help fund nintendo quest it's just like i'm afraid to collect because there's always going to be another movie coming along i'm gonna have to say goodbye to this shit and <laughs> <laughs> it's like whatever okay because i like collecting movies and more than i like collecting plastic i guess uh but yeah. you started getting into it while making the series and you're like oh this, this yep. stuff's pretty cool and i started picking up figures again but figures that i never had which was cool right um i won't give any, anything away this time but we come Go across ahead. a collector who um has just a room full of these both boxed and unboxed <clears throat> and i was blown away uh, i saw we the do? few over the yeah i saw over the years, the ones that you had, and that's cool. But until I really started to sit down with them, and what drew me into classics the most was all those one-off characters that they never made. Yeah, you like literally. Odd, you like the oddball ones where it's one character per episode. You never see them in another episode, like Plundor or whatever. Yeah. Pick your you know villain of the week. Um, and that all started with with Star Wars and the Tales of the Bounty Hunter novel, where they would show. Dengar for two seconds and then write this whole backstory. I became, I've always been fascinated with those characters that are just there essentially for background. You know, yeah. when, when they made Dengar, okay, we need five bounty hunters, put wrappings on this guy, stand him there. And that's all it was. There was no Dengar story. Um, so classics really got into that Star Wars mode where they started to make different versions of characters, which was cool. Mm -hmm. And then, um, yeah, those one-offs. Yeah, it's awesome. And so I think it's 350 or so plus figures later. It's one of the biggest lines of all time, always squarely aimed at, at collectors. It was only available online unless you went to like PowerCon to get some of the exclusives <coughs> at the show. Uh, Grayskull comes out, I think, in 2013 for, I think, 400 bucks US. And there was a Point Dread release as well, but no other places. There was concept art for Snake Mountain, the Slime Pit, uh, the Palace of Eternos. 
um you know some of the shira sets as well the, the fright zone has some concept art that's out there i think and finally after they showed snake mountain at uh, i think it was new york toy fair or comic-con like in 2016 it kind of just went away and people wondered and the super seven got the license and the people were asking are you going to do this are you going to do this because they knew that the pre-production work had been done on it and it, it's finally here like it's been a year and a half since the pre-orders closed and it's finally here. Do you think this is a a fitting way to to end that that run, or could they have done something different? Does it does it meet your expectations from what you've seen online? I think I should flip that around to you since you're the He-Man guy. As a new um, collector, will... though, I'm really curious. I mean, you sure. know, I'm going to say yes, it's great, but you know, what do you think as um, a new collector? Yeah, it's great. I mean, I've always liked the Horde better. But you can't bring up the Fright Zone. I think if you make Castle Grayskull, you have to make Snake Mountain. You have to. You just have to. I mean, I would have liked to have seen something cool like the Palace of Eternia would have been amazing. Um, or even something like a reimagining of the Eternia playset itself would have been cool. But you have to have Snake Mountain. If they were continuing, if they still had the license and they were still going, I, we might see those things. But I think it's a great way to kind of send off uh, the franchise back to Mattel's hands. Um, I really wish Super 7 had it because the new He-Man stuff is okay, but it's nothing like the Super 7 stuff. You um, are, yeah. Well, I are mean, you... Are, I was just going to say, are you satisfied that they, at least to me, and correct me if I'm wrong, but they put the, um, the original Mattel face with the filmation cartoon Snake and kind of bash it together, right? So it's like kind of both versions yeah i mean they, there's a few artistic liberties on the original toy that they've taken to what i call make it a little bit more adult or a little bit more serious like or you know appeal to our mature brains as we collect dollies uh, i still think the one side looks like a muppet you know there's actually a the mini face, comic yeah. the, there's a mini comic that comes with the original that explains why it looks different than the cartoon you know, Skeletor like retransformed it or something like that. And that's why it yeah. looks like that. That's the original <laughs> mini comic, which always felt like really strange to me. Uh, you know, marketing said you had to have a face as a central thing, which is why Grayskull has like that face, you know, it's the center. So you look at it, you're drawn in. So Snake Mountain has that face. The original sewer play set was supposed to have like a face built into it. And they got rid of it because they thought that's silly. We don't want to go like mysticism or magic or sorcery or anything like that with the turtles because we're already dealing with like science and mutagen and stuff like that. Um, so, I mean, it's it still looks like a Muppet to me, but that's okay. I think it looks cool. I think it's a great way to end it because you can't really end it on a bigger note. Um, you know, the question that I like posing to people is, would you like this to be the ending or would you rather have 10 more characters? Because if you talk to anybody that cl collects classics or you go on some of the groups that are out there, they're always like, oh, th these people would be great characters. C continue classics, continue classics. And for the price trade-off, you know, from pre-order, you could either have 10 more characters or you could have Snake Mountain as a playset. Snake Mountain? Now, let me ask you this. Um, You'd rather have I Snake Mountain. Yeah. I would pick Snake Mountain. Um, when you pre-ordered this, now, this is huge for me. Did you have to pay for the whole thing up front? Yeah, but Super 7 had a payment plan as well, but I don't think that extended okay. to Canadians. Uh, it, it was just yeah. for American buyers. Um, and luckily for Next. me, 
I, I was living in Canada. There's been a number of things that I had ordered when I was still living in the U.S., and then I moved to Canada, and it was a pain in the ass to get the shipping changed because the logistics completely changed. And in fact, more than half of them, I had to get them shipped elsewhere in the U.S. and then have that person ship them to me in Canada. Oh, so I'm just happy that I was in Canada and, and sorted it out. Um, it was nice to just be able to pay it and get it off. But I think they did like six payments. It was like 125 bucks a month for six months or something like that. Um, so yeah. I like that. I like that a lot. Um, this is kind of a topic I had for tomorrow, but I'll just touch on it a little bit. I mean, uh, that's one thing that's kind of steered me away from the HasLab stuff. It's not that I don't like the Razor Crest. It's that you can't do any kind of plan for it. Right. So, um, sideshow has made a uh, one-to-one scale of the child, which I yeah, ordered. So. Back. I ordered that back in April. And the only reason I ordered it was because it was literally $50 a month. Yeah. I'm like, I can do that. That's great. I think if Haslab and super seven had done that, I mean, it's successful regardless. I just would have preferred that I would have been all over that stuff. Yeah, I mean, I've I've got stuff about Haslabs tomorrow. It's the first topic I want to talk about tomorrow. The next show, whatever, whoever, whoever, the next time you hear us, we'll be talking about Haslabs, evidently. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, the payment plan is great. I mean, Big Bad to- Toy Store, you know, pile of loot, ship a bunch of stuff together. Don't pay for it until it's here, but you you know, lock in your pre order. Great mechanisms. I think play sets and and big ships and vehicles are a little bit of a you know, a caveat and outlier when it comes to collecting because they need more money up front to kind of cover it. You know, what if somebody defaults halfway through their payments? It's a bit harder. Again, let's, let's save it for tomorrow and, sure. uh, or the next show. We'll talk about that. Looping back to star Wars and play sets, galaxy's edge, the millennium Falcon is now available. First of all, what is going on? Cause this was supposed to be exclusive to galaxy's edge in Disney world. Um, I'm guessing because the pandemic, um, I, I haven't been following. I know Disney World opened. Yeah, yeah. They, they reopened in July in Florida with you know like a quarter of the attendance that they're that they used to have and sure and all that. But yeah, I mean it's the Galaxy's Edge version. There's several characters now that were supposed to be deemed exclusive there. And there's always been exclusive Star Wars stuff at Disney because they've always had yeah. brand times. Yeah. Of course, now that they own it, it's it's like ten, like what tenfold or something compared to what they have. I picked up you and Peter the three pack. Uh, Black Series figures as well. He got Ray, Hondo, and I think it was Chewbacca, and you got Pyre. I got uh, Commander Pyre, Kylo Ren, and I think it was just a trooper. I can't remember, yeah, but yeah. I wanted it because of uh, Pyre, right? Because he's the gold trooper from uh, Resistance. Yeah. I guess it might. It must be time exclusives we don't know about. Then again, it's Disney. They can do whatever the hell they want with it. Um, this is $500 Canadian to get. Yeah. And this, I mean, we, we and I have talked about, you know, is the Falcon a play set? Is it a vehicle? It's obviously big enough that there's a lot of play value to play in it as a set. You can set it down and still have a story around it. Like you could Grayskull or something like that. Is $500 too pricey for something like this? I have the legacy Falcon from 2008, which was the very first one. Um, and you and I have got to play around with it quite a bit. Uh, you know the value to that ship. It's um, actually one-to-one to the 3.75-inch figures. <clears throat> so it's the exact scale that it would be to the figures, which had never been done at the time. The other Falcons were always a little too small. It's a fantastic playset. It's insane. And I call it a playset because, you know, as we tried to move it, 
you can't really fly around with this thing. It's it's so big. It's a two-hander. A hundred percent. And it's heavy. And there's lots of stuff inside. There's escape pods, there's guns, there's this and that. I I would get it in a heartbeat if I didn't have it. Because the Millennium Falcon is so iconic, this is the exact perfect version of this ship. Mm-hmm. Apart, if you don't like the sequel trilogy, it's got the uh, Force Awakens radar dish. But other than that, and that's what it's I was trying to rationalize. You know, what 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 makes this a must-have or how can I justify that price for what is essentially an adult collector thing? But it's also marketed for kids because those toys, the three and three-quarter vintage line, they're they're kid approved. They're sold in Toys R Us here in Canada still. I'm guessing yeah. you know, Kmart or whatever exists in the States where people go buy their stuff. So it's it's meant for kids too. And are you gonna buy your, you know, little Johnny or Jenny a five hundred dollar playset? It's probably a little bit more for an adult thing. But what else is going to be $500? What else is really a marquee centerpiece when it comes to Star Wars collecting for current stuff? There's nothing. There's no new Death Star playset. There's no new Imperial attack base. There's no new Cantina. This is it. I mean, again, we'll talk about the Razor Crest tomorrow when we discuss Haslabs on our next episode. But this is the ship. Yeah. Yeah, this is the centerpiece. This is the USS flag of Star Wars. This is, like you said, the the Eternia. This is um, this is everything. Um, that being said, I don't think five hundred is outlandish for something like that. I really don't. Um, As a collector, but, though, you're saying it's not a must-have because you have a previous iteration and it's not worth it for the new know, box. For, for my for myself, I don't collect everything Star Wars because that's an impossible task and we know a master of star wars collecting who also said the same thing it's impossible to have every you can't even lucasfilm doesn't have <laughs> they, they don't have one of everything um if you don't have the falcon it's absolutely worth it i myself i mean i know it comes with hondo i think it comes with some ports or Chewbacca. something separate okay chewy again but that being said it's not enough and, and the different radar dish it's not enough to, to I, buy it I would pick it up if I was at Disney World. There you go. See, you you would love that, right? Because it's there's your Falcon. It's the best Falcon. They're not going to trump that because they'll never make a Falcon for the six inch. That would be like twenty five hundred dollars, right? Yeah. So this is as big as it's going to get without getting ridiculous. Yeah, I I think you could justify it as a collector. I think it's hard to justify as a Christmas present because even with inflation, what a flag would cost brand new today as it did in the 80s, this is much, much more expensive. You know, people aren't collecting toys, so they're not going to sell as many as they did the flag or Eternia for that matter. Um, Yeah, I mean, let me ask you, as you have two small children, do they ask for this kind of stuff? Because, I mean... I did actually get a Toys R Us catalog in the mail the other day, which really made me smile. But we don't really have like the the wish books like we used to, right? Are they asking for this stuff? Are they like, you know, Dad, I want Fortnite figures. I want Barbie figures. I want. Are they asking for that stuff, or what are they into? Because I really don't think that this stuff, even though it's a smaller scale, I don't think it's made for kids. It's not really something that's in their radar because it's not part of the world the way it was part of our world. It wasn't like, here's the movie and here's the toy advert that they catch on TV. They get to pick what they want, watch without having the adverts. Although I will say when they watch stuff on YouTube, they get excited by the commercials for the toys, which is really interesting. And I'm, I'm thinking... Of course, that's where the toy commercials are, because I'm thinking, well, where are the toy commercials nowadays? Especially if you're a cord cutter like like you and I, it, they just yeah. don't 
they just don't exist. So they, they see some of that stuff, but it's not like they ask for it. They'll see my stuff and they'll be like, oh, that's cool. Can I play with it? And it's like, yeah, sure, go ahead. And then they get excited or I bring out a box of old toys or vehicles and they, they, they play with it. They explore it. They, they enjoy it. I've said this a number of times. Um, and, you know, I just I feel like I have to say it again on this podcast. I can't believe that you and I grew up in such a special time. And I think everyone thinks that to a certain extent, the time era that they grew up in was the best. But I really do think how we grew up with the 80s, where it was like uh, action figure line TV show or TV show action figure line, everything went hand in hand. And it really brought those toys to life in such a special way. It's not like that now. Right. It's not like that now. They're, they're trying to market the best they can, he, the He-Man origin line. And I see all these parents, you know, putting He-Man in their kids' hands. And that's great. And I think those kids are enjoying it. But it's not the same. Putting on... They're not discovering the it for themselves. It doesn't feel like it's theirs because dad is passing it to them instead of them discovering it on... Experiencing themselves. it for themselves. Yeah. And you come home from school and 4 o'clock is Transformers and 4.30 is G.I. Joe and 5 o'clock is He-Man. And if you miss that time you miss it yeah right so now it's like you can go on youtube and put on filmation he-man till the cows come home for free but it's not the same there's not that same um urgency yeah it's not appointment tv like it was for us yeah it's it's it sucks man and i really do think that we were blessed and i as i'm getting deeper into all this research and going more obscure with these lines there's some fantastic toy lines and cartoons that just went under the radar because simply there was so much we were exposed to. It was virtually impossible to keep up to. But that's a great segue for the topic that you wanted to discuss today. And that's vintage collecting. And this is a really good question because this is something that drives me nuts. Do you buy it uh, complete? Everything is the way you want it. No accessories missing, nothing damaged, or do you piece it together? Do you go after the hunt for the, Oh my God. And I'm thinking, you know, USS flag already, you know, all the pieces that come with that and how it's almost impossible to find one complete and the work you must have to put into when you're trying yeah. to complete something like that. So, I mean, to give you my answer right away, I want to buy complete because I do not want the hassle of hunting all that stuff down. It would drive me nuts. I, I have OCD when it comes to stuff like that. I like, I like it done. They're in the best possible condition and I will hold off on buying something complete if the condition isn't great enough. Here's a perfect example, okay? You know one of my favorite figures is the blank. Dick Tracy, the yep. blank, holy mm -hmm. grail. I now, for whatever reason, find myself torn between wanting to have one that's loose in good condition and one that's on card. But the reality, in the, back, the reality is That's in the back of my head, I want both yeah. because I want to oh, be able dude. to hold it and touch it and play it and, and, you know, use it for any potential series. And that's how I'm justifying it in my head, but also to have it like on display, like I, like I magically found it one day on the racks. So, yeah, that, that's a whole different segment um, because I find as I get older, I open stuff more, except the classics, but more re more recently, um, Darth Nihilus came out from the Old Republic video games. Mm. And he's one of the best figures I've seen all year. And I actually bought two of him 
which is strange because the black series you can open them no problem put them back in the tray it's like nothing ever happened yeah but i wanted to because i'm like i want it sealed and uh, i want that one in the box and i want one to open and do what i want with but are you trying to tell me that the blank is one of your grails and are you trying to say that you want to hold off until you could get both at the same time one in the box and one open or you just want one first and then you're going to get the other one first and then the other and there's not a lot of accessories to the blank you've got the hat in the mask which is one piece you've got the briefcase yeah. and the, the generic dick tracy gun the pistol that you could basically uh, swap that's a lot. three a lot. pieces isn't a lot i mean yeah. you look at your average gi joe there's at least you know three or four pieces that look at he-man you got the armor the shield the axe the sword so it's not a lot and they're they're big accessories too so they're not hard to uh, they're hard to lose because they're so clunky and bulky. But yeah, uh, I don't want to get one without a briefcase because to me, I don't want to hunt that down because that's going to be even harder to find just the briefcase later. Okay, know? so by that rationale, you would say if you found the blank for, and again, these are Canadian dollars, uh, 500 bucks, and she didn't have any accessories. Okay, no. Let, let me let me back it up. If uh, you found the is, blank, you're enjoying this so much because this is like Kobayashi Maru for you on me. Yeah, but I can't believe you and I have such different opinions about this. So if I had the blank right now, no hat, no briefcase, no gun, and I said, okay, two hundred bucks, she's yours. You would say no and not have her at all because you the, wouldn't want to try and find those. No, the hat is a deal breaker. A hundred percent, the hat is a deal breaker. I need that hat. Yeah. See, I, it's a case by case basis for me, uh, the blank, if I find the blank for 200, I would buy her in a second, um, just to have that piece of history because who even owns the blank period, right? I mean, if you're looking at grunt or breaker or somebody from GI Joe, no, man, I'm going to wait until I can hold it and find a complete one. Cause that's easy, but a figure so rare, like the blank, I, I'm not going to give anything away, but you and I have only seen the blank. I can't even say how many times it's, it's such a small amount of time. So even at that, I, I would grab her just for the sheer fact that we've never seen her just to, just to have her, man. I, I know she would need to have, if I'm going to spend any kind of money, she has to have that. And, and the face covering has to. Did and you ever it, think about, you ever think about if you found her at a, at a shop or if you thought, if you uh, found her from a collector you could say, hey, I have one that's loose. I'll put this as well towards that. You can shave like a hundred bucks off or whatever. Uh, again, again, the frequency in which that we've seen this figure is not yeah. high. So yeah. if I'm going to pull the trigger, it's going to be on the version I want because I don't want to play the hunting game. I don't want to take forever and look at that fig figure and saying, oh, I could have put that towards. They're like right now on eBay, there's at least two carded blanks, both graded you know, packaged on oh card, my God. <laughs> you know, and I'm just thinking, well, I could, you know, your hypothetical number 500 bucks, I could put that towards that, you know, and then I'd have it complete. And that would justify the cost of that because part of it would have been thrown to a, a figure that isn't complete. And that's, and that's tough. And I'm going to, uh, because it's right there. All I have to do is click a button and it's mine, Jay. I just click a button and it's mine bigbiggerfan.com slash ebay you know what um, uh, the internet makes me the biggest and best well you know the most clearly. <laughs> <Google> <laughs> tells me so <laughs> that's an inside uh, joke for everybody because we're constantly 
uh, seemingly trumped on social media by people that want to prove us wrong or correct us or whatever. And it's like, of course, and they have to reference their website when they do it, or they have to show these pics that aren't theirs. And it's like, okay, yeah, you're, you know, you know more than I do. I love it. And I just want to love it. We are, we've made a TV show that I think is just amazing. Rob is the best at what he does. That being said, we love toys. That's why we made the show. We love uh, helping Children's Health Foundation. Another reason we made the show. I've never professed once, and neither has Rob, to know everything about every line. I certainly love all lines. I won't even Rob say does. that I know the most about any line. No, I've never said that. Or so movie, I'll show a or comic, of, or anything. I, I'm sharing. The other day, I shared a picture of. Uh, Luke coming into Jabba's palace, my favorite shot of all time in Star Wars. Just how much I'm just sharing how much I love it, and then nope. you get one or two guys. No, nope. well, actually, that's not the best moment in Star Wars. You I'm said, like, I think you said something like, you know, the definitive moment in in all of Star Wars, or something like that. Yeah, you know, enter like, Luke Skywalker, comma Jedi Knight, and it's a yeah. big moment. And then, of course, I piped up just to get you going. I'm like, no, the biggest moment is when Luke blows up the Death Star because he finally believes in the Force and lets go of everything at the risk of his own life. And somebody else is like, no. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I don't get that a lot. And the other post you're referring to, I'm not going to bring up here, but it was something about uh, Transformers. And uh, it was just funny. You know, it's just like, okay, well. But something's about Transformers. Back to your topic. It was, I think it was cops or GI Joe or something like that. Or anyway, yeah, we'll, we'll move past that because we something we tells me that you are masochistic enough to want to hunt down missing pieces for vintage stuff when it comes to vintage collecting. Is this true? Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I love oh, it. So, why? is that, is that your my, parents coming mind. out of you? Because your parents were huge on, on stuff like that when it came to their cars. They loved yeah. the finer details and taking some, something yep. that was like stock and, and turning it to custom and just keeping it up. And I like, and this is not even on the same level as rebuilding a classic car, but I like the project of having something. And one of the figures I'm going to show here at the end is something that I've built up out of parts. Um, I, I love that. I, I think I would rather have it and try and find these little parts. The flag's a little extreme because you have 151 parts on the flag. That's a little different. But I mean, if you're talking about, I can't show it now, but um, like a Joe or something, you know, yeah. someone like Hawk. Hawk has three accessories. That's nothing. So I'll piece together Hawk. Um, but I like putting the vehicles together. I really enjoy it. I like finding that piece on eBay and, uh, trying to see, you know, if I calculate this, is this going to be cheaper than buying the whole thing? Yeah, it actually is if I piece it together. I really like that. Plus, I like getting mail. So (laughs) there's that too. Mail is nice. I would rather have the blank in some capacity than the blank, not at all. I'd rather wait because I think fortune will smile on me and reward me for my lengthy journey looking for this rather than have instant gratification on subpar. Let me ask you something. Let me ask Ah, you something there, Chuckles. How long do you think life is, bud? We've I don't know. It's, it's 2020. I've only got a month and a half left to live. So we've seen the blank. If I make it to January 1st, 2021, it's all mine, baby. <laughs> we've seen the blank lower than X number of times in our life. You could say okay. the same about Sio Bibble, Jay. We, we leave our hometown <laughs> once and look what we find. 
appeal <laughs> low twice yeah yeah. I think he's actually not even on the wall. He's in the basement. I bet. I bet. That's where he belongs. Yeah. That's where Silo Bibble belongs. Uh, he's I'm a gonna... great character. Well, we'll no. argue that another episode. Uh, yeah. I'm going to save. We had two other episodes, but we're running like super long on time already. I'm going to save them for another episode that we can talk more about that. Uh, I want to get to some questions. I had two questions that were DM'd to me. Uh, and then we'll get to the, our action figure spotlight of the week or the episode, wherever you want to call it. Question one is, uh, while filming action figure adventure, what were the coolest toys you guys picked up for yourselves along the way? Because God knows you couldn't resist uh, stuff that you found in stores, I'm sure. Are we allowed to talk about that or no? Your personal That's... stuff? Yeah, sure. Well, there was one in particular I wanted to show and you didn't want me to show it from Big Fun. I don't even remember what you got at Big Fun. You're editing this so I can just say it? Well, I don't know. Well, it depends on what you say. Uh, is Cobra Commander at the podium? Oh, you could totally say that. You, Yeah, you got that. That was a cool thing. Is that, was, that was the San Diego Comic-Con. Was it 2017 or something that it was released? Mm, I don't remember. He's over there. I No, I think he was like 2008 or something like that. 2009. I, I'm probably way off. Anyway, it's from the comic book, and it's when Cobra Commander one of the first times he addresses the people of Springfield where he's, he's turning this into actually a terrorist group instead of just being a motivational speaker kind of thing. And it's just a really wicked figure. So he's standing there like addressing the people and there's a big Cobra podium that he comes with and it's just a super awesome figure. So that and um, my night force tunnel rat. Oh, that, we found, uh, that was a really the expensive second one. figure that the second like, one. a good deal. Yeah. Because remember, you? you remember you thought you got Tunnel Rat one time, and then yeah. you looked at it, it as like, oh no, this isn't it. That's the version three, which is the Sonic Fighters Tunnel Rat, and I thought it was the Night Force Tunnel Rat. But I'm still glad I got him because he's still pretty rare too. He's awesome. Matt. I like I like him just as much, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, for me, not like a super rare figure, but one that I always wanted that didn't that I didn't get to have, uh, and that's Keldor from Classics. I was really pumped to yeah. find a loose Keldor, but complete. Uh, and so he was like, yep, instant buy. And that's, for the most part, like what kind of started getting some of the classic figures. And I thought, you know, I don't need to go get all the classics I had before because I felt like I had them, which kind of made me feel like they were sort of in my collection because I was used to seeing them. Sure. But yeah. to get Keldor, a figure that I didn't have, and then some other ones that I didn't have was was really cool. So, so Keldor. Um, next question and our last question is hi i'm one of the series backers and you asked us to answer a few questions for the after show um and i'd like to hear your response to one so just to clarify when we made the series it's 10 episodes for kickstarter backers they get an additional episode for every one that's part of the series so it's kind of like talking dead so you'll watch episode one of action figure adventure and then you'll see the after show which has jay and i talk about what happened behind the scenes you get to see some backers you know talk about their stuff plus deleted scenes extended segments that kind of stuff so this backer is asking uh yeah it worked out better than i thought it's a lot more work than i thought but i think it, it'll work out in terms of value for the backers uh, so this backer wants to know, since I had them ask, answer this question in the raw footage, uh, what is the best action figure or line of all time and why? That's easy for me. You go ahead. Uh, well, I know your answer is Dick Tracy. You like that one Ooh. best. No, right? that's yours. Play no, you like, all, you like <laughs> all the individual sculpts. And it, it was a toss-up for you between Dick Tracy and Star Trek Next Generation, both two all-star lines from Playmates. 
Um, you wanted to put GoBots in the top three, but it slid out underneath uh, Power Rangers for you. Uh, I think, I think my. <laughs> That's so awful. This is an awful show. <laughs> I don't know what my. I, I mean, classics is a really great line. I mean, those figures are sculpted oh, yeah. so well. There's so many accessories. Uh, honestly, I, I'm gonna probably have to say the original turtle line. It gets crazy and it gets silly of and it goes all off. time. Yeah, yeah. I think the play sets are great. I think the vehicles are great. I think the amount of characters are great. I think the characters get so wacky and out there that you have to love what they were able to get away with because of the popularity of the line. And that's so rare that you can create characters that have no grounding in the content just for the sake of needing something to shell, like put on a shelf. Playmate Turtles were crazy. They almost were like Funko Pops where the turtles were just the body and they would put whatever on top of them, right? So you had Captain Kirk turtle, you had uh, Freddy Krueger turtle. It was just, yeah, it made no sense. Yeah. It made no sense. I'm surprised Star Wars wasn't there, but you had figures that made no sense. And Turtles is very famous for going up very quickly and then crashing and burning so fast, reinventing itself and then doing the same thing again. Right. So they just keep coming stronger and stronger. I'm really surprised, though, because you and I really don't like a lot past the first two waves. Right. For that. But, but even the first two waves, like call it the initial like 22, 24 figures. They're all really strong figures. Yeah, they they're are. all really yeah. strong characters. And at that point, even when you look at the accessories, the cheapskate, which I love, the, the the motorcycle, which I also loved, you know, you you have the technodrome and you have the sewer place <coughs> and you have the blimp and the party wagon. There's just so many pieces of that universe that you get, even within the first two waves, that the quality of that allows it to go even like as diluted as you want down to like 97 and 98 when they start reissuing the original turtles again for the first time. Yeah. And it, and it's still cool because you get like Krang's Android body and you get, you know, the weird guys that are now like super rare, like scratch and hotspot. And you actually sold me your second uh, turtle playset, the uh, sewer playset. Yeah. And that thing is just so wicked, man. I never had it before. I can't believe you didn't have that growing up. Yeah. Um, Turtles was, again, near the end of my kind of career playing with toys, but uh, I don't think I had any of the vehicles, actually. But uh, it's it's a fantastic line. It's a good pick. Um, What's your obvious mine... answer right away that you knew how to respond? Oh, G.I. Joe. 82 to 94. By, by far the best. It's... I know everyone would expect Star Wars. Um, Star Wars collecting the vintage is not as fun in my opinion as G.I. Joe. G.I. Joe has so many characters that uh, I said this on a post yesterday to someone asking me this but you you ask somebody who their favorite character is and you take out Snake Eyes and Cobra Commander and it's always somebody different. Like There's bazooka. so many different characters. There you go. Bazooka. <laughs> smart smart guy <laughs> well, that's, that's my favorite character in fact tiger force that's bazooka. your problem it's not my problem <laughs> hey you um, like sio bibble i like bazooka and of course yeah the vehicles are just they're legendary in the play sets for gi joe it's fantastic that's my answer okay but let me ask you this because star wars is your favorite. <laughs> but that's not the correct answer so let rob let rob correct me here you're you're getting used to it it's only taken 20 <laughs> years of my bullying for you to understand where this is going <laughs> but star wars is, is still your favorite figure lines 
to collect. <laughs> but Joe is the best. Uh, Star Wars has my heart, unlike any series ever will. But I think vintage Joe, and I say vintage eighty two to ninety four, not sixties, but. It's just, it's more fun. It's more fun collecting Joe's stuff. Uh, to, to, to find, especially when I got out of Joe's in the 90s, collecting those characters are really cool because they're so outrageous and wacky and almost like the Turtles, how they just went completely off the rails and they sure. like Star Wars G.I. Joe guys and aliens and that stuff's really fun. Right. It's different. Yeah. Okay, well, I'll accept it. I don't have to agree with it, but I'll accept Good. it as your answer. Good. Uh, last thing I want to do before we close out, since this is like a video podcast, which we've never done, and we can actually get visual. You may That's be hearing awesome. this if people rip the audio. I know our good friend Gerald from Pop Culture Cosmos will probably take the audio and put it out there. But this will be video. I want to do a bit of a figure spotlight since we, you know, we're going to do six, ten, or whatever these. We can surely find six to ten different figures. So the yeah. one I wanted to spotlight is one of my new favorite figures that I've just really got into. Again, like I picked up Keldor. This is a figure that I had before in classics, but I, I had to get another one. And I don't know why, and I don't know why I've become obsessed with this figure and everything about this world in classics, but I just- Wait, 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 can I guess? You know who it is. I know you can guess. Is, is he a main character? I would say he is. Okay, I can't think of it for some reason. Okay, go ahead, show me, let's see. It's anti-Eternian He-Man. <laughs> yeah, he is. He's the villain in the recent run of uh, DC comic well, graphic novels. All six episodes, well, it's him destroying the well, universe. Sorry. If you go to DCSuperfan.com, Google Better Masters Fan Than You org, you will find out that this character is a main character. He is the most evil man in the universe. And okay. uh, wow. anyways, I'm obsessed with him. I'm absolutely obsessed with him. I think he's so badass. And the Origins line is actually planning on doing, I think it's the Origins or the Minis, which are like a two inch, almost like pop style Masters figures that are coming out, are doing anti attorney human and anti attorney and man at arms as well. So in the, it's like the mirror universe from Trek, right? Where the good guys yeah. are bad and the bad guys are good. So Keldor is like Prince Adam in that version. And he was almost uh, he was almost created as a character, but the fans voted I think Triclops in instead, a mini uh, version of Triclops. Yeah, yeah, a repaint of Triclops. Wow! Instead of a brand new character in figure form that we've never had. Thank That's you. That's cool. So yeah, yeah, hold him up to the camera. Let's see him a little bit closer there. So he's got the axe and the sword and shield. Yeah. So that's his shield, which is cool. It's the castle hell skull uh, emblem there. Oh wow! And then of course he's got uh, you know the sword. Yeah, that's pretty and sick, man. So. Black yeah. sword. I like that. Yeah, it's all black, all accessories. Um, yeah, and there's some cool customs out there. I saw one from Joe Amato who took a a classics battle cat and did like an anti eternian battle cat. So it's all like black and red with silver. Accents, oh, which is, that is really cool. Awesome. Yeah. I'll have to look on a uh, real fan. He man. Rob McCallum slash uh, gatekeeper.com. You don't have access. You don't have access to it. You I don't have the you're, you're for that. I can't even, I can't even learn. You don't qualify. Dang. Yeah. Maybe you gotta, you gotta get an invite to that site. Those are the, where the real fans go. So mine, actually, um, I just finished a video last week on this character, and this ties into what we we're talking about, how piecing together um, a certain figure. So I did. 
oh. so I pieced together uh, this, which is our on our very famous poster. Nice. Which I'm really glad. That's a great choice of vehicles you picked for that, by the way. Thanks. And uh, this is Thunderhawk with Matt Tracker on the side. Um, second version of Matt Tracker. So let's get him out here. He's got the long mask, unfortunately. And you said you did a review on this, so that's on your channel as well? I did, yeah. My YouTube channel, guys, is just Jay Bartlett. It's really simple. Just look up my name. There's another Jay Bartlett. He is an exorcist. That is not me. I am the toy Jay Bartlett. Uh, so anyway, this is Thunderhawk that I pieced together. And um, it's beautiful, man. Look at this. It's Original great. rubber tires. I remember uh, when we were filming Action Figure Adventure, year. we had that car and you're like, I don't have rubber tires for two of the wheels though. I'm like, okay, well, we'll just turn it to camera. So we, tur we turned it and um, we both love Matt Tracker as a character. And yeah. uh, this is by far, by far, in my opinion, the best mask vehicle. So I pieced it together. Yeah, the doors and the chrome here are new pieces and the back spoiler. Yeah, yeah. So That's it's all restored. So I have an extra one that I can give you, buddy. It's a little damaged, but you can Hey, Christmas has come early for, for me then. I like that. Yeah, uh, you know what? I don't want to have to take the time to complete it though. So you can keep that present. <laughs> <laughs> wow. The Santa Claus collector. I'm good. I don't want your trash. Okay. I want some. Oh, thank you. <laughs> no ho. <laughs> Uh, but yeah. that'll do it for episode one of the Jane Rob Toy Show. Uh, hopefully you've enjoyed our ramblings. And if not, you're going to get more for a little while anyways. Uh, Jay, you mentioned your YouTube channel, Jay Bartlett on YouTube. Not the exorcist, but the toy guy, Jay Bartlett. <laughs> um, yeah, it, there's, there's a, an exorcist. He actually does exorcisms. And he's like got more followers than me. Well, it's, yeah. it's your goal to overtake him. Maybe what you need to do is have a crossover episode with him where you say one of your toys is haunted. And he can do like an exorcism. Maybe I'm gaining on him though. I'm about halfway there. I like it. Yeah. I like it. Where can people uh, reach out and find you online on Instagram or Twitter or Facebook? I've kept it simple, guys. I, I've changed it a bit over from the Nintendo Quest days. So it's just my name. You just search Jay Bartlett and you'll find me. It's everywhere. not like Jay, Jay Bartlett toy master. No. Nope. Talk guy or. Nothing like that. Um, and anyone who's tuning in, I want to just quickly just pull this over and show you the video I'm working on next, which is for these Whoa. guys here. That is huge. Uh, this is a oh my goodness obscure line uh, called Inhumanoids, and this is actually Tendril. To give you a real quick um, just size of him, he's 15 inches. The Inhumanoid Heroes. I have Dr. Derek Bright here. He is six inches, and as you can see. Oh, so he's like 15 inches or so, yeah? Yeah, he's 15 inches. That's side by side. So I'm doing a video right now on the three main Inhumanoids, uh, which are the villains in the show. So check that out, guys. I always got them confused with the Herculoids. Is that what is that was? I don't know. I don't know what that is. I think you're making that up. I think that's a cartoon show by Hannah Morgan. I don't know what a Herculoid is, Rob. Hmm. Uh, okay, good. Well, you can reach out to me at Rob McZob on Twitter is the best spot because my Facebook and Instagram are kind of blocked, but I like to talk to people on Twitter the most. So uh, Rob McZob at Twitter, you got Jay's info, you got mine. Uh, tune in in a couple days, hopefully for the next episode. And uh, you hear more of our ramblings and thoughts and opinions on everything going on in the toy world as we get you set for the world premiere and launch of Action Figure Adventure exclusively on Super Channel Jinx Esports TV in Canada, December 2nd, 7.30 p.m. with a repeat at 10.30 p.m. 
it's going to be the beginning of a very fun ride. Uh, what I like about the series and the broadcast date is it takes the slot from last year's Mandalorian release. It's end of November, early December, and it's going to carry everybody until almost Valentine's Day, which is cool. Awesome. I'm super excited. And uh, again, guys, thanks for all your support to me and Rob over, geez, the last almost decade we've been doing this stuff now. Uh, I just want to say thank you. 100%. Cool. All right. Until next time, have a good one. And uh, yeah, am I supposed to end this with a funny catchphrase or something? Yeah, do your do your little funny bit. Do some funny. Bro. What's Come my on. funny bit? I, I was it is it Pixel Dan? This is I'll see you in the toy aisles, or is it? I can't say that. I got to say something way more original. Uh, well, it's one of my first videos. I said by mistake. Uh, until next time, guys. Take care of yourself and each other. I started. Take laughing. care of yourself and each other. We're gonna go with That's that. So until next time, take care of yourself and each other. From Jay the Exorcist.